Boston podcast where we talk with people in the community about how they are disrupting and making life better and more magical. I'm your host, Dr. Sweeney, and today I'm joined with lawyer Lori Howe-Oyer, CEO of Austin PeopleWorks. This is an organization that provides outsourced HR and recruiting. Lori has over 30 years experience in the world of people and business relationships. And as a serial entrepreneur herself, um, she fills the mold by having started and sold several companies, including a dating service. She has her insurance and real estate license and also invests in that arena as well. And like many, she works tireless, tirelessly at honing her skills and building a strong team to support her in her projects. So good afternoon, Lori. You know, uh, it's great to have you here. Tell us a little bit more about you and your company. Awesome. Nice to see you. And I'm going to yeah. move this little screen here that popped yeah, up yeah. so I can see your face. Um, so nice to talk to you, Dr. Scott. We've known each other for a while. Um, a little bit about me and uh, what I'm doing now. I think you hit on it a little bit. This is um, my fifth, maybe sixth startup. Um, there's a sixth one that's rolling out right now. So I love that. Uh, yep. Um, so I am uh, primarily an HR practitioner, but my love is obviously building businesses and getting them up and going and then moving on to the next. Um, but sometimes it takes anywhere from five to 12 years to do that over a course. So right now, um, Austin PeopleWorks is in play. As uh, you said, we're an outsourced uh, HR and recruiting firm. We we're an extra pair of hands for people that don't have in-house HR. And if it's a larger company that has an internal HR department, we can take on projects if they don't have maybe the interest, the skills, the bandwidth to do in-house. Got it. So what would like say be your average size company that you guys are working with? You know, uh, both one that would be like, say, maybe a small company that doesn't have an HR, as well as maybe a larger firm that would have an in-house. Yep. So we do a lot of work with small businesses um, and nonprofits, but predominantly small businesses. Small is relative to how you look at it, but I'm probably going to say most of them are under 10 million in revenue and probably our sweet spot are for companies that have under 100 employees. They're going to have more than a handful, more than two or three, most of the time, unless they're up operating and established. And then the larger companies can be in the thousands, hundreds of thousands, if they have something they want to reach out on. We've got a team of about 22, 10 are pretty darn core to the team and are full-time. And what we've done a little differently with this particular um, startup and entity, and I say startup, we, we launched in June of 2019, so not exactly a startup, but we're embracing the gig economy. So we work with a lot of part-timers um, that want to work just 5, 10, 20 hours a week. Some of them have full-time jobs. Some of them um, are part-timers. Some only want to do it when they want to do it. Um, but that tends to be our sweet spot for our bench. And that's, that's really interesting. Um, what has been with that? Um... I guess that would be really interesting to to navigate that with with having folks that may have you know multiple job positions. And so, do you find that a lot of your clients that they are working on pet project, I'll call them pet projects, outside of their you know their 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 normal uh, full time vocation, possibly if they're coming in as as a second swing shift on on for you guys. Yeah, I mean, you've heard this term right now, side hustle or gig, yeah. etc. And and there aren't side hustles, and I think you're. 
we're going to start seeing more and more of this. I'm seeing it in, in, in the type of people that we're talking with. You know, traditionally, you've defined one way or another your career by a certain point in your life, and that tended to be where you stood. And sometimes people stayed with the company for a long time. And if not, it was at least in the same profession. I think the future is moving to just-in-time needs, just-in-time skill sets. Mm -hmm. Trinity from the Matrix and download a, I want to fly a helicopter, or right? Maybe not to that extreme, but the younger generation does not want to have this 40, 50-year span career in doing one thing and one thing only. One thing only, yeah. Yeah. But we have a lot of HR. We're an HR company. So we have a lot of part-timers. Some are moms that want to work part-time. Some are retired. Some are digital nomads traveling and they want to kind of chime in, work with us for a while and then pull right back out. And then we have our core full-timers. We are all 100% remote. The 95% of what we do is uh, pretty much virtual. And uh, it's a different world. It, and then to answer that how do you do it? You got to be really good with processes because if people are plugging in and out, it's hard if, if, if you don't have a very rhythmic and, and way you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, you know, as I did in my intro, you know, mentioned that you've had, you know, 30 years in the HR sector. So although you are a serial entrepreneur and you, you know, have that love of starting and, and selling or moving on to something else, you've kind of stayed in this in this sector to some degree, I call it the people business. And, you know, obviously that's your sweet spot. Um, so I guess I'm going to ask the question for you specifically is like, when you kind of first started in this, did you, were there any specific skills that you saw in yourself or that kind of led you initially down the, the career path of going into the HR, the people power, like, you know, that, that, that have kind of led you to be, you know, into, you know, this level of success that you've had right now? Like I'm, I'll call them even maybe like your spidey senses, you know, senses that you have or your superpowers. Interesting. Um, so, you know, most of the HR people that I know said they kind of found their way in. It wasn't like they said, I want to grow up and be an HR person. And I'm probably in that bucket as well. Um, back in the day, and it was easily in the 80s. So I'm sharing out, but it would, you know, these were personnel coordinator roles or personnel administrator, personnel in general. Um, before we, before human resources even really got established in, in, in a more formal way where I want to say people started taking it seriously. But um, I like the people aspect to your point. I think the people are interesting in that there's always something behind the scenes that you're not quite sure is going on. And when you get to know someone, it, it's, it's, it's rare, not even rare anymore. It used to be rare if I found that I was surprised on what I thought and made my quick judgment because I thought I was pretty good at it. But the jewels are the ones where the, they come along and they surprise you. I mean, it's a lot of smart people, a lot of funny people. Everyone's got their special, you know, thing they bring to the table. And I think the uniqueness of my favorite part is trying to find what people really want and then trying to help them get what they really want. Yeah. And if helping people get what they want, you in turn get what you want. Yeah, absolutely. So do you, would you say that you do have any superpower in that? I'd like to think so, but probably a lot of people would say the same thing, but it's worked for me. I think what I bring to the table on, on the business side is having done 
private um, small businesses for most of my life. Um, I bring to the table coming at it from a business owner perspective, which is very different than a lot of HR practitioners that are coming at it from an internal perspective. Um, and it's not that it, it's not all about the people, because obviously it is. But when you're a, a small business owner, it's really, really hard to navigate all of the, the challenges that are coming your way because the employees, they don't really quite know what you're faced with and, and, and the obstacles and the financial challenges and the, the juggling of the hats and the, the sacrifices you make with your family. And so it's, it's a different ball game. And when I'm talking with business owners and they're like, can you just give me the practical answer? There usually is one. I mean, there's laws, obviously you have to stay within, but there's ways of looking at it that can be a, a fair and win-win way to approach how you're going about it. Yeah, yeah. So can you give any like examples of like ways you've possibly, you know, like implemented those? You know, when we, when I have companies- either, either in your own organization or like working with some of your clients. Well, let's see when, um, I mean, we don't have a hotline per se, but we have a lot of clients that have in the moment like needs, we'll say, right? And and it, it's not just me, it's our team and, and, and it's a great team in play. And by the way, our team is East Coast, West Coast, North and South from Utah to Florida to South Carolina to Michigan and everything in between. It's been fascinating. And these are folks that have, I don't think we've even completely added up combined years, but it's a lot of experience. So when the questions come in, most of the ones are, I've got a challenge with an employee and should I fire them or counsel them, et cetera. And that's, a, we get a lot of that. And, and then there's the other side of what's the employee's perspective, which is a lot more recognized now, let's say, than it used to be um, pre-pandemic, if we can use those terms. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So would you say, you know, and across the board, you know, like across the various industries, which I'm, I'm sure, you know, that you've served or, you know, that your, your, your company has served the current one, as well as your past companies, different industries, would you say that there's been any, you know, common challenges that you would see, you know, in, a, in businesses that is kind of like, oh, yeah, it's this issue uh, that kind of carries over, you know, from like, you know, you're going to get this phone call, <laughs> you know, can, can, can you think of anything like that? And like, you know, how have you kind of addressed that? Or what have you been your prouder moments of like how you as an organization or, you know, maybe you personally have jumped in and, you know, maybe saved the day or, you know, kind of, you know, taking care of some stuff like that? Um. You know, what, what, I, what I'm seeing, and I think, you know, beyond what, what you see trending, hiring is tough right now. We are, yeah. we are in, a, you know, a shortage. And it's, it's like, where do all the people go? Do, do, right? Yeah. <laughs> when we're in this giant shortage. And I remember maybe 30 years ago, someone was telling me, you know, we're going to be importing employees in the future. We won't have enough workers. And I couldn't get my head around that. There's plenty of workers. What, what's really happening is the people that are showing up, whether they're recent high school grads, college grads, but with not a lot of experience, eager, they don't even know where to start on how to being an employee. So, you know, our school and our education system is not preparing, you know, our youth for the jobs of today, and even more importantly, where we're going to be in the future. And so there's, there's challenges, and we're constantly trying to you know, 
figure out how do we approach this to help the community and still do what we do. But I've had a number of executives and CEOs say they show up and then we have to start with training them on everything. Now, granted, you're gonna train them on your company protocols and processes, no doubt. But this is how do you just be an employee? What's a time card? And you mean I have to have an have income tax that I, I filed tax return and you know, it. Some of the basics that you wouldn't think are not in play, I mean, that are in play are not in play. So the challenges are getting folks ramped up faster. The jobs are changing and they're going away. And, and we've got to reskill and train faster and get people to into the profession, into the skill set that is needed in the moment. And at some point when they're ready to move on, and nowadays that's one to three years if you're lucky, okay, then they're going to take what skills they've learned and they're going next. And everyone's yeah. desperately trying to retain people. But mm -hmm. on the flip, you got new ones coming in that are leaving someone else too. So you're yeah. picking up new skill sets. And I did have an employer tell me they don't even want to look at anybody that's been anywhere for more than five to seven years which is completely contrary to what we used to look wow. for when we were hiring in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I can echo what you were saying, you said 30 years, but, you know, I'm going to say, you know, and that kind of leads me into my next question is it's like, you know, for the last 10 to 15 years, as I've been going to business conferences myself uh, in the healthcare world, you know, most of the speakers have been talking about, or at least whether it was other business owners attending or speakers of, that staffing is the biggest challenge that we all have as, as small business owners. And, you know, obviously now coming out of this uh, pandemic, the true words couldn't have been spoken, you know, that it, it's now, like you said, there's a shortage and getting people to come in here. So, you know, do you have any advice that you're seeing, you know, obviously, you know, it, it sounds pretty unique of what you're doing with the, um, you know, having your core group and then also having, um, you know, your, your, your side hustlers, shall I call them again, uh, as you said, coming in, but you know, what I, what advice would you say you would have for our listeners or other businesses that are out there listening that are looking to grow and, you know, find that talent? I encourage everyone that is a business owner and has been for a long time to look at things differently, you know, remote or, you know, or on site, it's a big deal. And the older workforce wants everybody back and the younger workforce says, why, what's the point? And granted, there are jobs that have to be done on site, no doubt, but we proved we can do a whole lot of this differently. And so the, I think everyone keeps thinking we're gonna go backwards to what we used to be. And that's, 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 it's completely, contradictory to where we need to get we've got to start thinking about the future mm -hmm. and and getting our our kids and our generations prepared for the new jobs that are coming on many of them don't even exist yet but we know a lot of them are going away and um i, th I encourage companies to be open to side hustles you know i come from the world of and that space too of writing handbooks, you will not work for anybody else. And if you do, you know, you, all those rules. And if someone's truly getting your work done for you, and granted, you're not taking away trade secrets or business from that primary employer, or maybe even that one employer of many that you have, then what do you care? Because if they're picking up skills elsewhere and they like working for you, but they like this side hustle, I just think we're going to have a whole lot more of that going on. Yeah, um, yeah. 
So yeah. I'd encourage that. I'd also encourage training and reskilling and start growing your own. Um, because if you're, I have people say, well, I can't even get them in. It takes a year, maybe two to even get them trained. Well, then you got to rethink how you're doing what you're doing. You're going to have to, I don't know what the answer is, but you've got to figure out how to ramp people faster because yeah, on board quicker. If, if people leave, what are you going to do? So, yeah, yeah. So that's really, it's just trying to rethink how we've thought things the old way and, and, and start re, just dump it out and, and then reframe it in our head of what's going to help us get us from point A to point B faster, more efficiently, where everyone is having a good time. They don't want to leave. And, you know, it's, it's, there's yeah. a lot of that you got to keep in the picture with it, right? Right, right. So, and that's, those are great talking points and, and that's great for finding the talent. So now my next question would be, you know, what would be, you know, some key things that, you know, businesses or, you know, let's say an HR department or, you know, maybe you or, you know, another small business that would, uh, may overlook that would be all the difference between finding the difference between say, I'm going to call it amazing ideal client or, or I, I, amazing ideal talent versus I'm just going to call it good talent or, you know, average talent. You know, do you ever see anything there that would really kind of help, you know, somebody discern like how to really pick that out or things that they could be doing? I love this question. Um, there are so many smart people out there and yeah. there's the wicked smart, the really smart and the smart. Okay. And, and, <laughs> Everyone else that doesn't fit in those categories is probably, you know, not working and doing their own thing and they're fine too. So again, it's, it's unleashing those, those talents. And sometimes it's look, it's, it's finding it in people you wouldn't expect. You know, we've got all these stereotypes in our head of what's going to fit a certain role, how it looks, how they sound, what, et cetera. You know, people have been, we, the pendulum is way in each direction and everyone's trying to express who they are and they want to be accepted for who they are. And so when you have all these differences, we've got to get past the judgment of what you see, of how you think it should look and really listen to what they're bringing to the table, which is really intuitive, fun, smart um, ways of looking at things. And it leads me into a really nice thing I want to tell you about. We're launching, we're in very soft launch, a new initiative for us to help us present our uh, candidates when we recruit for clients to our clientele. And it's called People Showcase. And you can find it at peopleshowcase.com. And what it is, is it's a, a platform for everyone. Um, obviously, if you're listening to the world, 70% of people in their jobs are passively looking. Okay. So if 70% wow. are, are looking and they're even just, I wonder what this other job is like. If mm -hmm. they, if someone gets their attention, if you're not hanging on to them, they're going to start leaning that direction. They're already inclined to do that anyway with the multiple jobs that people have now in less time frames. But People Showcase is designed for people to go out and create their entire profile and it is a place where you can upload a resume a bio um samples of your work there you can put your professional headshot you can put a casual shot and most importantly the biggest piece of it is the video so you have an introductory video that you can do for 90 seconds and then there's a bonus video and the bonus video can be anything you want it to be that helps tell that next 
employer a little bit more about why you're cool, unique, and and, and about you. Yeah. And it's and and in the about you on the 32nd, I mean, excuse me, 92nd intro, this is why am I looking and here's what I bring to the table and why I'd be a great ideal candidate for you and why you want to hire me. And then check out my bonus video and you'll learn more about me and what I like to do in my free time. Because what I'm hearing is you want to hire people that fit into your organization. And it's hard to tell when you're looking at a piece of paper. I think resumes were going to be antiquated anytime now because you want to know who you're hiring and you want to be able to feel their energy and do they fit with your background and it has nothing to do with what they how they look it has to do with how they carry themselves and speak and articulate what they want to do and, and where they want to go and then you're looking as is that some the place I'm going and I want them to go with me and I think yeah. it's going to start speeding up the process no, that's and that's super true, and that's and that's great. You know, to see more video content being being uh, conveyed the in future, that future, right? Everything. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, have do you have uh, one of the questions I always like to ask? Is you know who have been your mentors, or do you have any books that have been you know extremely influential for you that are that have helped drive or you know that have helped driven or shape you know your business or any in any way, shape, or form. Well, and you can check out my LinkedIn profile. I follow a lot of really, I think, smart, interesting, fun people. So yeah, all, all the cliche ones are out there and, and, and probably there's plenty I don't even have on there. Books, you know, I've gotten, the pandemic got me into it. And, and as much as I like to read a book, I've really gotten into the audios. Uh, and the, so everything from, I have a ton of fun, but it, it's lighthearted and it's actually real. Um, I like Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights. Oh, um, that was a brilliant book. Brilliant and fun. Um, way on a deep level, have been have now listened to it twice, The Kabbalion, which is the beginning of all religions, which is fascinating. And I, it's, you can read it, but I've enjoyed listening to it and I had to do it twice to get it in. And so I definitely have appreciated that. Um, I definitely do a few murder mysteries here and there, but I have so many self-help books and self-help things because I'm always working on myself. And, and you know, a lot of people, I have friends that say, do you read anything fun? But to me, that is fun. Um, anything out there traction is a great one for small business owners rocket fuel if you're planning to get your business packaged and you need to get it ready to sell um i'm getting ready to read one on the fourth turning that i've been um called to check out by a friend that said it's worth your time on what where we are as a country and it kind of looks back on um cycles of every you know, so many decades we start repeating ourselves. So, you know, if that's the case, we should all be looking at it because it's going to be pretty predictive of where we're going. Um, yeah, I mean, a little bit of all of that. I'm gardening, um, big time gardener, you know, one, because I enjoy it too. It's been shown and it's proven if you get your hands in the dirt that you actually get a, a, a physical, it, it's, thing to release dopamines um, yeah. into the body. So, you yeah. know, dirt is good. And um, grounding well, to the earth, mother earth is a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So is there anything you would like to promote right now? I know you kind of had just a moment ago, just shared a little bit about the showcase. Would you like to plug that again or anything else? That I will plug it because one, it's, it's free. So go hey. out. 
log in, great. profile, and, and the kicker is you can, you can do it anonymously. If you're one of those passive lookers and you, it'll turn your video to audio so they can't see you instead of a resume, upload a bio and let them hear about you because everybody's secretly looking. Okay. But you can, you can have a profile for free. You can make it public or turn it on or off. Employers can come out and contact you directly. They don't have to go to us. They can reach out to you just like they would on LinkedIn and say, Hey, I'm interested. And you can decide whether you want to reply back or not. It's free for recruiters to scale so the more people that go on there and the more people that build profiles the faster and exponentially it'll grow so right now we need a lot of profiles and that's what i'd like to plug great great well that sounds awesome it sounds like you know what you've done laurie of, of you know growing these businesses and still working and and hustling with uh, you know a couple of entities right now uh i love it i love what you're doing and uh you are a, an epitome of Again, our ideal person that we love to work with here in Austin that's doing, you know, disruptive, you know, talk about disruptive, you know, things and and magical, you know, it, it, you're, you're great with that. So I appreciate you being on here today and, you know, talking with us and sharing with our listeners what you guys are doing and uh, look forward to maybe uh, having uh, future relationships. That would be awesome. And I appreciate you too. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely, Laura. You have a beautiful day. Okay, take care.